0: The sports complex of the horn.
1: Hour two of the sports complex here on the horn. Myself, Patrick Davis, joined by Jacob Standard on a Wednesday afternoon on the show. Still coming up. We will talk some more college football playoffs, of course, your text messages, We're getting some NFL talk and a little NBA talk as well, all coming up here on the show. But you guys drive the show. I just try to keep it on the rails. So go ahead and send in what you guys want to talk about, what your questions, comments, concerns, all of those things. Hit us up on the text sign 512 512 512- Four four seven three seven seven six. We do try to read every single one. I do, I do, I do, I do. I promise. Even uh, sometimes you say inappropriate things, and I can't read them. That's uh, we try and read everybody's text here on the show. All right, let's get back to the text line before we get to some NFL talk. Uh, this texter says it's over, boys. They could win by a hundred. It won't get in. Text back in. Does that mean Florida State's going to win? And so it doesn't matter. It's all it's all arbitrary because Florida State wins, which means. There's no path to get in anymore because there's still going to be four undefeateds. Right. Is that the reason why, or do you think they cannot jump Ohio State and they are just Ohio State's automatically in and they can't jump them to get in? Oh, wouldn't that
2: sting if they slide? Oh Ohio no! It State would be. It would
1: be. It would be the biggest miscarriage of justice. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, they, they they should blow it up and do more teams next year if that's the case.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Somebody should, somebody should get on yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's
1: that would be crazy to do that. I also think money-wise and, again, regionally-wise and everything else you can talk about in TV networks, they go, we, no one wants to see Michigan-Ohio State again. I know you keep saying it's the game. Nobody wants to watch it again. No. Ohio State fans do, because but Michigan's fans don't even want it again. No. Nobody wants another one of the matchups. They want to see other great matchups in the college football playoffs. We don't want to see that game again. So I I don't I don't know if it's over. If you want to believe that it's over, then it, that means that you believe Florida State wins, all the favorites win, everybody stays undefeated, and Texas cannot jump into that realm. That then I'm fine. I can go with you on that. That you know it, it's going to take help. Texas cannot get in by themselves. No, you need a win and help. And but we're betting we're basing on the scenario that there is a scenario where Texas is going to be able to get in. Uh <laughs> We need to put on that Rod Babers Old Testament style butt weapon on K on OK State. I agree with that one. Uh, Lorenzo says if they can beat OSU forty nine to twelve or better to that score, I would believe it will give the best chance <laughs> in the playoffs. We have now jumped into the forty five point range. Jacob, oh my goodness,
2: I would love that, but I just Jumping I don't know if we're getting up
1: range. there. I don't think we're going to get into there. Sorry, that is 35. I'm sorry. I can't do math. I told you I'm not a math. It's 35-point range. No, oh, okay. Still a lot. Uh, I just can't wait till next year when college football becomes a legitimate sport and not a beauty pageant. As for this year, I believe you're all forgetting about a little thing called the swimsuit competition.
2: Ah, uh, yes. The swimsuit competition.
1: You want to you tell me? We have the, the shirtless quarterback poke picture. We do. Who else has that out there? Oh, are you kidding me? That's our swimsuit competition already in there. Yeah, and Sark speaks in riddles, so we have
2: the, <laughs> the answer questions portion. We're good.
1: Uh, <laughs> WPI Parts guy says three scores, and you think Jonathan Brooks and Sark have also been shorted as one of our poll questions. Also, haven't wanted to get violent ill. I heard that the committee clown skip around the Oregon-Texas question. Yeah. So Reese Davis
2: went right at him. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: No, because everybody knows, and that's the thing is they they you know you kind of make up that, but this is a good season because there's undefeated and there's yeah. these one lost teams that you can say no no you say that head to head matches and you say that similar schedules and you can say all this stuff matters and then you vote different against that. Yep. So none of it matters. It's eye test. It's all eye test for you, and you want to see teams win by fifty, and so you're telling me it would be better if none of us scheduled big non-conference opponents. Yeah. So you're saying for the college World playoffs as it is, you would it would be a better sport to you if all of us played Division 5 schools.
2: If Alabama beat up on Chattanooga
1: every week. Every week, and then get in and we're all undefeated, and then you just go, well, they won by 90 every week. Yeah. So it is. I, I, I think that, in my head at least, I have that the networks are going to come in a little bit more in the last one, may make a few phone calls, and be like, hey, guys, you work for us, remember? <laughs> this is all paid for by us, so give us what we want and not what you want. We, we, had a, we, had a, we did a focus group, and they said you suck.
2: <laughs> you have been removed of your position
1: here. You just kept hearing him say the game, and you were like, they must be the best two teams, and they're not. They're not. Cal McCord's not the best. He's just not a great quarterback. No. They're not the same team as last year. No, they're
2: because not. Because the
1: guy who's dominating in the NFL right now is no longer on that team. Who's that? Uh, the Houston Texans starting quarterback, CJ Stroud. Oh, was he there last year? He was there. He was there. Oh. Uh, Daydrinker77 says, I think we should at least by, win by 20 to do our part. I think a little bit more than 20 because it is a 14 and a half point cover or 15 a half point cover. I think you need to win by a little bit more than that to really. Stick at yeah. home, but I do think that 25 to 30-point range is where you start to get into, all right, how much better do we have to be in a ch- conference championship game? Right. Against a, you know, I get they, they're they a three-loss opponent, and they've lost to, you know, teams they should not have lost to, but they've played good against good opponents. So...
2: Yeah, when have you proved your point?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coach Rodney from Rosebud Lot says... Uh, Thirty plus to get any attention, and don't forget TCU got in last year after losing the championship game. They sure did. There's a different, and there's also a different spin this year because there hasn't been four undefeated teams going this far into the season ever. Right. So that's, that's really part. what's throwing everything off. Is normally one lost teams. There's a lot more discussion, and right now, as it stands, everybody's undefeated going to the playoffs.
0: Yeah.
1: If if everybody wins out, you're fine, and the, the debate goes away. Uh so after we win Saturday I feel we'll be able to on the outside still be on the outside looking in I think even if Georgia loses them and then Alabama would both be in again the Alabama Georgia thing Florida State has to lose in that argument <laughs> where everything relies on the Louisville coming through There's so many people rooting for Louisville this game <laughs> it is remarkable those guys should be selling shirts and just be like hey you want to really root for us come on get buy buy our stuff right now and be like no no thank you uh this Dexter says one point. One point is all you need to the win. I don't know if one point is going to get us over Ohio State. I think that may, because that would mean we would not cover by 14 points. I
2: appreciate your pessimism, though. I appreciate Let's it. Just Let's just, just, win. just Let's win. Just one point.
1: Let's just win. Uh, Blind Longer Fan <laughs> says at least 21 Jody Baron was snubbed for all team. Uh, he was all team, second team. Yes. Jody Barron was. So he was he was still on the team. I, I could have seen him in one, I think, because of the passing struggles. Because Jody Barron got pulled out of the game a lot early.
2: That's Earlier in the season. Possible.
1: And I don't know yeah. why. So I agree with you. Jody Baron should have been on there because PK and Sark should have realized he should be on the field at all the time. And I think if he was, he'd probably be on that list. And Drake Stoops over A.D. Mitchell, come on. I I know, A.D. Mitchell, too. I would have had him on that first team as well. I think that was a not putting two Longhorns on the first team. That was a political play. Yeah, I think that was. But I'm I'm with you, Blind Longhorn fan. I'm with you. And Phil Knight must be looking at the college football committee with uh, premier Nike gear to help Oregon ahead of Texas. Is that it? They're getting the Nike gear? I think so. I think if anybody walks in with any Nike shoes on, if you, votes out, if you were to go take a snapshot in there and they're all in like Nike quarter zips, but if they're wearing the Durant's you're Ooh. in the Durant's you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we not be rooting for Alabama? One loss conference champion. Texas should get in over a one loss non-conference Georgia. Also, we beat Bama. They didn't No, because that opens up way too many doors. You don't want Alabama to be. And again, the amount of people rooting for each conference Big 12 in Texas right now, even though they should be getting SEC help, is not. Right. And so they're not getting SEC help. The Big 12 doesn't like them. Nobody really likes Texas in that room. So you really need Georgia to just win and keep that point. I don't think there's any chance we jump Georgia. And to go from seven to ahead of Georgia, even if Alabama – because if Alabama does that, then Alabama wins by 70. And like five Georgia players get hurt.
2: Right. And – I'll put it this way. They haven't allowed you to jump Oregon for five weeks. Yep. You
1: think they're going to put you ahead of Georgia? No, and and, and then you throw in the fact that Alabama jumping Texas just seems easier for these guys to make. They want to do it. Paul Feinbaum's going to be inside the room (laughs) going after him. No, I I get it, and I think head-to-head should matter, but I think there's also a point of if you say, what's the best win this season, and Alabama beats Georgia, that then becomes the best win of the season. Yeah. And so there is something to be said that the best win of the season is – a Texas team going into an uh, a Tuscaloosa where Sark will keep saying they're what fifty nine and two or something like that right. at home. Uh, then you say, well, they were t- thirty and one now, and we're the one. Right. So I think that it, it, it kind of puts it into a situation where the the, the pushing around and and all the, the 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 politicking and all that. If we had the full Big Twelve behind us, then it may be a little different. But without that, you kind of need to go out there and show what's up. And you need, you just need Florida State to lose. That's the reality. That's the bottom line. You need Florida State to lose. Or, you know what? Michigan can lose too. I, they're not going to, they're going to destroy Iowa. But can we do it based on the spread? Can we <laughs> the Can, spread, can yes. we get in if Michigan doesn't cover? <laughs> yes. Just knock them out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dexter says, I'm telling you, the committee has no scruples. They will easily put in two from some conference, most likely SEC, when Bama beats UGA. I still don't get why everybody thinks Bama's going to beat Georgia.
2: If Bama beats Georgia, Paul Feinbaum will be outside the committee picking and going, Missouri should get in too.
1: Yes, <laughs> Missouri should get in two. Hey, hey, Ole Miss had a pretty good season. You're going to make Josh Heupel cry. Put him in there. Uh, Pac-12 has beaten nobody this year. Uniforms don't get you wins. I, look, I'm with you. I don't think the Pac-12 mm. there I, – I definitely don't think the ACC should. But, again, if Washington State is undefeated, they should be in there. If Washington – if Oregon beats a number 3 Washington, that gives them a really good win. And so it's just difficult to – it's – the real the, – the path we all should be looking at, and I get the whole Oregon thing and I get Louisville, everything else. Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. That's really the path that you're looking at is you're hoping – that, you know, somebody spikes the water. Don't do it. It's not, not, not a plea. there's, there's not, a, not plea. a plea. Someone just, you know, fake gives Jordan the, the flu before the game or gives him the, the bad pizza, <laughs> whatever that thing he made up because he was gambling all night. <laughs> See, it's a hungover Michael Jordan like, no, coach, I got bad pizza and the flu and all the things.
2: yeah. Come no, on. that is your most legitimate shot, Longhorns fans, because you will jump Ohio State like we talked about and Oregon, to play In Oregon-Washington's a play-in. Louisville wins, and you take care of business, you should be good to go.
1: I still wish we had beat OU this weekend. Uh, so it's this weekend to really help the resume, even if OSU is an easier win. And honestly, it's a it's a few points. OSU, I think, is 17, and, 10, and OU is 12. I think so they're pretty... Yeah. It, it's, it is. I get it, and you get a, an Avenger loss, but... I don't think you're beating OU by 30. And I think the style point win is you can beat OSU by 30. So you, it's the spread would still be the same. But I, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with playing OSU. I, I get the point of it, though.
2: I also love the idea that you win the Big 12 championship on the way out and you also don't let any of the teams you're not likely to play again get scoreboard on you. Yeah. That's what you'd like. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's talk some NFL real quick before we go uh, to break. Uh, there is a big game happening tomorrow night. Yes, there is. There is a big game happening tomorrow night. The Seahawks are at the Cowboys. Cowboys, they're nine-point favorites in this game. Kenneth Walker uh, is, is likely not to play in this game, so you do not have the the very good running back in this game. You do have, you know, a, a Dallas team that has been playing really, really well. Lights out. Is this is this where Dallas gets to start off? They have a five-game stretch coming up where they're going to be playing uh, Seattle then Philadelphia then they go to Buffalo then they go to Miami and they finish it up with Detroit. So a a stretch of five games that are challenging. These are all five plus 500 teams. They're all uh, they're decent teams. They some are very good teams.
2: Yeah, uh this I wouldn't call this the beginning of the run though because Seattle they're above 500 but they're 6 and 5.
1: I know, but no, but I'm saying it, these are five games again above 500 teams. You've played a lot of teams under 500 the Cowboys have. Yeah. And they've handled their business against them. Right. And then you've played San Francisco and the Philadelphia and you've not handled your business. Uh, yeah, sort of. So the question is, can this team continue to play at that level or is this a team like Dallas has had year in and year out where, where they look really, really good against bad teams and can't win against good teams? Or is this Texas team and Deron Bland, who people are now talking about defensive player of the year and set the record for most – uh, pick sixes in a season with five. Is he going to be a part of this? Or are they going to be able to get it together? We know Shaquille Leonard has met with them. He hasn't signed with anybody yet, but Shaq Leonard may be joining this team in the linebacker core where they got a little weaker after the uh, Leighton Van Der Esch injury news. Sure. Is, is, this a, is this a Dallas team that you feel really good about right now, Jacob, because I know you're a Cowboys fan. Is this a team you feel good about going in these games, and you feel good that Seahawks, this is no problem, Cowboys are back?
2: I do feel good, and I'll say this. Dak Prescott is playing the best football of his career right now for this last, like, four or five-game stretch. The old Dak is in there, though, somewhere, and you saw it in that New York Giants game early when they got in the red zone, and he throws a slant route that is not there, gets picked off right away. And you saw it, and you immediately went, like me, if you're a Cowboys fan, you went, oh, no, he's back. Oh, no. (laughs) But then he turns it around. So I do feel good about this Cowboys team because that's the one moment you saw old Dak. Tony Pollard, last two games, he's had at least one run where he looks like a feature running yeah. back. So we're, we're making progress there. The Seahawks also lost to the Rams by one point earlier this season since we're talking about like opponents with college football. The Cowboys smoked the Rams by 23. They did. So I, I like the Cowboys to cover in this one, the nine points, and I like Micah Parsons to give us another Geno Smith soundbite when he stunts up the middle.
1: <laughs> he stunts up the middle. Uh, does it worry you at all? That Aaron Rodgers has come out now and said that he liked that Dak oh. Prescott's really good, and he also Aaron Rodgers, who is a great judge of coaches. We know we know that he has never gotten Detroit, Denver to hire a coach no. who has been thought of as one of the worst coaches ever, and then he is now the offensive coordinator on the Jets, who without Aaron Rodgers. Have put up historically bad numbers offensively. You
2: mean without one of the top three QBs ever? I'm just saying, but they're they're
1: yeah. they're god awful right now. Oh, they're and they, they don't have an O line either. I will say they don't have an O line. Uh, but he said, you know, he thinks Nathaniel Hackett's the guy. He also thinks Mike McCarthy's a really good coach. So a good judge, a good judge of coaching is what Aaron Rodgers is. Do you think that uh, that's kind of just it feels like a death knell right there?
2: No. No, not at all. I'm not worried about what Aaron's doing. Aaron is, uh, I appreciate Aaron. I also just can't stand him because he was a Packer that dominated the Cowboys for so long. <laughs> but right now he's just trying to keep his name in the press because he opened up his practice window.
1: All right. And then do you feel that, you know, lifetime long Emmanuel Acho, uh, he came out and you know, he was just because there's a lot of Dak MVP talk right now. There's a lot of Dak MVP talk and people are going in, it, but it's this day always puts up good numbers against bad teams. Is a Dak MVP talk going to continue? Here's Manny Acho, uh talking uh, directly to Micah Parsons, who Micah Parsons has been going after the media because it, Dak Prescott is unfairly criticized over more uh, other players.
2: That's my quarterback, man.
1: No, and he is. Like, I, I'm fully on board that he is criticized more than other guys are because he's the Dallas Cowboys. I, I can't remember who said it earlier this year, but they, they were like, Josh Allen doesn't get criticized. I'm like, yeah, because no one cares. It was Micah. Okay. Micah Micah's, said that, too. No, no, but someone said it on ESPN. Was oh, like, yeah, yeah, they know yeah, it Because they don't care because it's the Bills, and no one really cares about the Bills.
2: That's probably Swagoo, the ex-cowboy. <laughs> <That's probably laughs>
1: but uh, here's what Emmanuel Atchow had to say uh, in his argument of why Dallas Cowboys fans maybe need to be a little more quiet about the MVP talk.
0: Hey right, Mike. i got to respond to you, but I'm on set because I have to work today. Not sure what you're doing. Um, yes, Dak Prescott is statistically as impressive, if not more impressive than Patrick Mahomes, but it's not the most statistically impressive award. It's the most valuable player award. I'm going to say something you might not be able to respond to, but I got to be honest. What game would Cooper Rush have lost that Dak Prescott has won? I think one game. The only game I believe that Dak Prescott won this year that Cooper Rush would have lost is the Chargers. That's it. So when I'm thinking about value, how can we say that Dak is more valuable than Patrick Mahomes? Statistically impressive, sure, but Y'all still would have lost to the Niners and the Eagles had Cooper Rush played, and y'all still would have beat the Commanders and beat the Panthers and beat DeVito and, and beat the Giants again Hit Cooper played. Let's, let's just be honest here. So is Dak more statistically impressive? Yes. But y'all got the Dolphins, y'all got the Bills, y'all got the Eagles left on the schedule and the Seahawks. Dak can win MVP if he wins them games.
1: All right. Uh... All right. So that's laid out. He says, you know, anybody could have beaten these guys. I mean, he said Cooper Rush, but anybody could have beaten these guys, is basically his approach. And I mean, you're talking about the Giants, who not, you know, the Giants, who the defense won both those games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're talking about the Jets, who, again, this was a no, there's no Aaron Rodgers Jets. So they didn't have much offense. Defense handles that game. You're talking about the Cardinals, which you do lose, the Patriots, who don't have an offense. You lose to the 49ers, you beat the Chargers. He mentions, though, that's the game he'll give him. Yep. You beat the Rams, so maybe that's another one, possibly another one there. You lose to the Eagles. Giants again, defense wins. Carolina, they're a dumpster fire. Washington, not doing great either. Right. So, in reality, maybe he was wrong by one game. Well, maybe he was wrong by the by the Rams game. Both, both L.A. teams, maybe you needed... I'll
2: say this. I think both are right. I think both Micah <laughs> and Emmanuel Acho are right because... I agree that there wasn't a game that Cooper Rush would have lost. That's because Cooper Rush is the second-best quarterback in the league behind (laughs) Dak. But my point is this. The offense, when it goes from Dak to Cooper Rush, we saw it in that four-game gap uh, last season where the offense goes from scoring 35 to 40 points a game to now they're winning games with 24 points, 21 points, somewhere in there. So – I I don't exactly agree with that being his counter argument for why Dak can't be up for MVP. Because I think Dak adds those extra 20 points to that offense. And this is someone who has said some terrible things about Dak Prescott into this microphone, and he is proving me wrong this year, and I love it.
1: Is Dak in the MVP conversation
2: in January? I think so. Well, that's the stipulation,
1: though, right? That's where I said they're both right. I think if he goes through that run right there. No, no, but does he? I'm asking you to make a prediction. Does Dak go through this run in the next five weeks and does he play Dak Prescott MVP caliber football and win four out of five games? I'm not even gonna say he has to win all five. Right. He's gotta beat the Eagles. Okay. Because you can't lose the Eagles What's twice. What's the one he can give up? I mean anyone other than the Eagles. I just say okay. you can't you can't lose the Eagles twice and still tell me that you're a better quarterback. Like you you have to beat him once. Then yes,
2: I think I think he's got a shot at it. I think these last four to five weeks have shown you what he's capable of. It's just you got to suppress that old deck, that one that came out early in the Giants but this, game. Th-
1: this is what the Cowboys do every single year. Every single year. It just happened to be that normally there's staggered weeks of here's the bad teams, and this bad right. team, good team, bad team, good team. But they've always put up tons of points against bad teams.
2: And the MVP is decided at the end of the regular season. So this team that always gets to 12 or 13 wins, I think he has a shot at winning that award.
1: I don't. I don't necessarily believe in that, but I. I look. I think Dak's doing a good. Having a good time. I. I will say. I think they. I think they have a good shot to go three and two in the next five games. I would take that. I think they have a good <laughs> shot to go three and two. The problem is, I do think they lose to Philadelphia again, and I don't think it's. I don't think it's even that close.
2: I think wow. Philadelphia has their number. Wow.
1: I, I just don't have any faith in this Cowboys team against really good teams. We lost by three in Philly. I. I get that. I don't have a ton of faith in them. Okay. Uh, and then I think you're probably going to lose another one in there. Uh, whether it be Miami or Buffalo, I like the Miami Buffalo game. The Buffalo game feels like it's a game where DeRon Bland's going to get like three yeah, pick six. I'm not worried game. about the Buffalo game, yeah. <laughs> but it is in Buffalo. It depends on what the weather is in that game as well. Sure. Because once you get into bad weather games, that's Buffalo's it, favorite. Well, it, when Dallas doesn't have a running game yeah. whatsoever, right? And I mean that's also partially these numbers for Dak is they do not have a running game whatsoever. So their only running game is through passing, and Tony Pollard's getting like. 50 yards a game on the ground. So you're having to create everything. So his numbers are inflated because the running game is going through Dak as well. I'll say this too.
2: Dak's numbers have been inflated in previous seasons due to garbage time because yeah. the other team gets such a massive lead on them <laughs> and Dak is trying to get back. Those Phillip Rivers numbers? Right. Whereas this year it's
1: different. Dak is building the lead on the opponent. That's the step, right? Yeah. No, look, I, I think that Dak's having a great season. I think he should be in the, the, the MVP talk right now. I do believe that. I don't believe he's going to be in it in January. Okay. I just don't. I think that the defense is going to be what this team is based on, and this offense is going to start putting up really closer to numbers. Where you're going to see a lot more games that are 18 to 15, sure, and games that just are not necessarily big blowouts, but a lot more field goals attempted and things like that. Just because, you know, you know, it's easier when you're playing a bad team and you're like, let's throw the ball to Ceedee Lamb, right. But once you start playing teams with schemes and players where you can get to the pressure on the quarterback and seeding lamb and yeah. yeah, those types of plays, you know so I, I, I still do think the Cowboys can go three and five, but we're going to see on tomorrow night when they take on the Seahawks, you know just how much of this was, those were some really, really bad teams. yeah and how much of this is, no, no, we can go and handle, you know it's the next step up cuz again this is a a Seahawks team that's not great. They're, you know, 6 and 5 as you said. So they're they're a good team, but they're not they're not a great team. They're not the Eagles, they're not the 49ers. And I don't know if any of those other teams, you know, Buffalo can be at points, Miami can be at points, Detroit can be at points, but none of them are consistent enough. Philly is consistent enough. San Francisco, other than that three game stretch before the break when they just completely fell apart. Yeah, has model of really consistency, good. huh? Model of consistency, other than that. <laughs> yeah. No, I will say this the
2: last note on the Philly thing people forget we lost that game, but it was first and five,
1: or it was first and goal from the five with 30
2: seconds to play in that game. That's we right. That is right. That is right. Mike McCarthy
1: and Dak Prescott cost them the game by not getting <laughs> up to the line of scrimmage and you can pick which one you want you can blame it on both you, of them but those two guys cost you a game if you want to go with that but
2: that's my point we went into lincoln financial field we clean up that penalty and we're walking away with a win
1: so but this is why patrick mahomes is a better quarterback why is that valdez scantling cost him the game at the other with the other week because he threw the ball downfield and it was in the hands
2: it was an offensive lineman that caused Dak, Dak prescott
1: Dak prescott there was like three penalties. There was three. <laughs> That's why I said that penalty. I didn't say all of them. <laughs> all right, we gotta take a break. We come back, we'll do some more NFL, we'll do some more NBA, and we'll get things going here. And more Text Line on the Sports Complex, In The Horn One Nine AM1260, the Horn App at Hornfm.com.
0: The sports complex afternoons five to seven on the horn.
1: The sports Complex here on The Horn playing Jimi Hendrix all week because Jimmy Jimi uh, would have been his birthday on Monday. Jacob, this may be an age gap thing between us. What you got? Have you ever seen I think it's Wayne's World 2 this is in? No. Oh. It's, it's a scene where Garth is, uh, dancing and this. It's great. It's good. It's great stuff. It may, This is what I think of with this is Wayne's World, or it's Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2. I don't know which one it is.
2: Oh, me too. That's what I,
1: That's immediately what I go to. <laughs> <Me Yeah. too. laughs> you have to give you so much homework to catch up on great classic comedy stuff.
2: Dude, I mean, that's a lot of years of stuff that I have to catch up on.
1: Well, no, you just have to keep asking me and then I'll say, have you seen this? And then you know, we'll, we'll look, we'll, we'll over the next few months when you're on the show, and we'll we'll keep we'll keep finding more gems that you don't know, uh, you have never heard of for whatever reason. Okay, that you just uncultured. That's your, it. Your parents just locked you in a closet and said, "Don't ever laugh." Probably that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, text lines open five one two four four seven three seven seven six. Uh, We were asking you all show if you still want to chime in uh, If any of the Big 12, uh, the Big 12 awards, any of our Texas players got snubbed. And we're also asking you uh, how many points does Texas need to beat Oklahoma State by on Saturday to really get that that style point win and show them that they can jump Ohio State again. We know Florida State's got to lose. Yeah, we understand that this is not a no help situation. You know, sometimes you got a little help from your friends. You got to get that. But we'll see, you know, Louisville, our good friend's Louisville.
2: Yeah. Well, I know every player on Louisville.
1: Look, we, we, we hired one of their coaches and then fired him a few years later, so we, we're, we're buddies with them. Yeah. We're buddies with been them. Been watching them all season. <laughs> uh, this texter says, I want Washington to win because something to Oregon. Can't say that word. But, look, I get, I get that Oregon now is getting a lot of hate from Texas fans because they shouldn't have been ahead of us this whole time playing nobody. Beat they, they're like the Cowboys. You know, they just play bad teams and beat up on them. And then when it comes down to serve, you know, like a you got to have a style win. They did eight points against Texas Tech. That's all they could do. We did a 50-point win against Texas Tech. We, we're like the Eagles or the 49ers, like a good team.
2: You're putting me in <laughs> an impossible position here.
1: I'm just, by the way, listeners, I'm literally doing this just to mess <laughs> with Jacob across the tent. that's I, I don't want to compare us to the Eagles either. Uh, <laughs> lifelong Pac-12 fan, year in and year out. Pac-12 beats each other up. They play in the weakest conference, and when, we see, and when they see the big boys, they get crushed. Uh, one loss, Texas, is far better than Oregon or you or Washington. I appreciate that. I don't know if you're really a lifelong Pac-12 fan or you just said it on the text line, but I appreciate your text.
2: That sounds like a sad existence.
1: <laughs> well, no,
2: they're a Big Ten fan now. Oh Yeah, there you go. They're a Big Ten fan now. Or will you stick with the Pac-12 or the Pac-2?
1: The Pac-2? The
2: Pac-2. I love
1: what? that they're having court hearings about judging and what can we do? And you're like, guys, just find another conference.
2: I also love that they gave them just all the power for the conference. The yeah. two teams that are sticking I think, around. I think
1: I think what's funny is they really I in both their heads I'm pretty sure they think like, well, we'll be able to make more money if we do this. And we you're just like, do this. Yeah. And you're like, No one cares about you guys. Right. Plus I've now heard that the the quarterback of Washington State is uh is transferring. Oh no. That he's got all the offers. Oh no. You know, you know when they when they come out and they go, he's got $78 million in offers from all these schools. Man, We've nuts. evaluated he could be the first billionaire <laughs> college athlete. Was that Bronny? <laughs> Was
2: that Bronny the <laughs> yeah, first billionaire? Probably.
1: Uh, we gave up our ceiling for this season when we coughed up the number three spot and lost to OU. Uh, seriously to them. When in modern history, has UT competed for a national championship by anything other than an undefeated season? Pre- Please prove me wrong, co- college football playoff committee. Random text number 69. That, I mean, that's true. It's also, we're not normally in that position. The college football playoff has not been around that long. Now, it used to be you had to be BCS, so you had to be a top two team, so it normally was undefeated teams. And so it's, it, it, the, the landscape has changed. Yeah. That Texas just hasn't been good since the college football playoff committee really had started in the playoffs. So it's changed a little bit, so they haven't been able to get in there and be in this playoff race. But they, they're not a top-two team. We know that. You're just trying to give me a top-four team. And I think Texas has been top-four and number-one team as a one-loss team multiple times. They just haven't been number one.
2: And I'll say this, the last year they're going to do four, if you're a college football fan, just enjoy this because this is the most chaos they've had around the top four at the end of the season. It's, yeah, yeah. and this is the last year you're going to have
1: d I'll Look, I will enjoy it if Texas is in. I will not enjoy it if Texas is out. Because I'm
2: telling you, the debate between 12 and 10 to 13 and 15 is not going to be near as ferocious.
1: <laughs> this texture says, Acho is the worst. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, I agree. My man uh, Nate says... Uh, uh, tell me the Chiefs impressive wins. The impressive wins media is annoying. My guy PD apparently they've only played and lost two games to you. I, I am somewhat messing with Jacob, everybody, but also <laughs> I guess that wasn't apparent. <laughs> somewhat messing with him. I do also believe that the Cowboys beating bad teams means nothing to me now because I've seen him do it for so many years that it really doesn't mean as much to me you have to beat the game you just have to win the games where you're a you, when you're an underdog when you are the team that's supposed to go in there and Seattle's a perfect example I don't need you to beat great teams I need you to go and handle your business against Seattle and then it changes okay I, I like I'll tell you I do have them as three beating three out of the next five games it, I went through and played the schedule game I've been winning three out of the next five I, I just don't know I, I I'll put it that way I don't I, I don't care that they beat a crappy Giants team. I don't care that they beat it, it, all these. I don't care if you beat it. I just don't care the Commanders. I don't care. It doesn't mean like, and I get the Texans. It's you can say the same thing. It doesn't. Those in the NFL doesn't when a team is practically tanking when you're playing them. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily be a wow. You put up forty five. Like yeah, they didn't. The players don't want to be there. You know, In college, I think there's this clock on a lot of these players where they still want to be in there. In the NFL, there's not that clock on them necessarily where they feel like this is my next season. I'm going to the NFL and I can never win on this team. I'm going to move on. Where the players in the NFL don't necessarily have that loyalty to the teams that they pick or that are drafted by. And they don't necessarily have that same clock that they're going to fight for every inch when they're down by 20 in a game where their season's over. They also don't want to put
2: bad tape out there, though. They don't, next but I'm, I'm
1: saying that difference of fighting for it, where when we talk about it being a game of inches, and you are really worried about, like, how many times on a bad team do you see a guy cutting across the middle and just not make the catch?
2: Uh, quite often.
1: And just be like, I'm about to get lit up. I'm not getting lit up. Don't care. Not getting lit up. That happens a lot. And so I just, I get it. You need to win them. If you don't win them, you're an awful team. You're one of them. If you, you don't, they're definitely not one of them. No. Uh I you know Dallas Cowboys are good but I still haven't seen and I look it's it's reality versus expectations I have an expectation for the Cowboys that I wanted them to be better this season and they don't look any better to me this season than they looked in years past or last year they look like the same team as last year and I think that they made bad decisions that's that, what I'm saying
2: That's fair and if there was tiers to NFL teams there's the bottom and the elite right the Cowboys are in the middle but they're like upper middle so they're in this weird spot right now
1: Yes uh WAPI parts guy is with me uh <laughs> it's a horrible hilarious now Danny Carvey is such a dork that is the foxy lady if you see the gif from WPI parts guy i will look that's uh that is a gift there you're gonna have to look you can't tell me. it's not comedy gold we just found out about triumph the insult comic dog today Send him home with lots of uh homework i did
2: find out about that
1: today
2: <laughs> oh uh, that's the foxy lady okay i see it now
1: that's <laughs> uh I don't care we would beat Florida State the committee has to take into account their QB situation put the best four teams in uh, Brandon I I get it I get your point wouldn't that be That awesome? is why they need to expand the playoffs is exactly your point but that is not what they're looking at this year no. uh unfortunately undefeated teams regular season matters that's the reason why college football is what great every single week is because you can be on pins and needles because you're you're you know it's a three point game and you know it's non-conference, and it matters because this late in the season, we're still talking about that Week Two Alabama-Texas game. Yeah, that's why it matters. And so when you start to take that away, it, it takes away at the points. It takes away at the the greatness of college football.
2: Your season's on the line every snap.
1: Uh, if you want to get to the Horn FM uh, X site Twitter site, it is uh, Twitter slash the Horn ATX is our Twitter handle slash x and i believe x directs you still back to twitter.com i think
2: if you just type x
1: i think if you type x.com it takes you to twitter.com oh okay yeah i think so i don't know you know what if you're listening Elon, don't get mad at me don't get mad at me and take me out with one of your space lasers uh jan also says 21 points over osu i think that's that's reasonable i think that's kind of if you do that that's it's leaving it a little bit more in the committee's mind i think Twenty-five to thirty is where we start to get in the range where you're kind of taking it out of the committee's hands a little bit more, and a Florida State loss, and a Florida State loss. We always put that in there.
2: That's like the disclaimer at the end of like a medicine commercial. It's like, and with the Florida State
1: loss, Uh, how many times have ever have there been more than two undefeated playoff teams? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I know it's the first time this late in the season there has been four. Yeah, Uh, that's this. That just doesn't happen. They weren't really. It wasn't planning for no one loss teams to be in. Uh, So that is, and I think one of them, the Washington. They're a little bit more skeptical about, too, because they didn't necessarily have the best non-con either, so they're not thrilled about them, so they'd rather have Oregon in who played Texas Tech, (laughs) whoopee. By the way, how much did they beat Texas Tech by? Uh, I believe it was eight. Oh, that's funny, because we beat it by 50. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Just just throwing that out there. Wow. (laughs) Have you mentioned that yet? (laughs) <laughs> I mentioned that yet. You play who's on your schedule. You do. You also schedule non-conference games. Right. And so I'll give Florida State. They scheduled LSU. I'll give Ohio State. They scheduled Notre Dame. Uh, I'll give, you know, I can give some of these schools that they did. They tried. They scheduled perennial teams that are normally ranked. I would be fine with those teams that you're going up against. Uh, I. That's why I like Texas scheduled Alabama. They have Michigan next year. Michigan, like that's yeah, why Michigan, you have those games yeah. in there. So you can't tell me if you don't have any of those scheduled and the team you scheduled five years ago wasn't good then and they're not good now, then you don't, that argument's gone. I agree. Conference-wise, you schedule, you play, you schedule, but tough. You didn't play. Like, the Big 12 has to deal with that too. Yeah. The Big 12 would get beat out by an SEC team. But basically, the SEC right now is the only conference that has a lot of teams and are stacked that you're playing four or five hard games. The Big 10 has one hard game for most of these teams and then one mediocre team and then nothing else everything else is pretty much a cakewalk if you're one of the good teams. i know they're all scared of when they have to play iowa they're all scared they're all scared of how boring the game is going to (laughs) be the ratings will be awful uh final text we'll get to and then we got to take one more break now i can't get that scene out of my head oh we got that one uh i appreciate everybody texting we got to take one more break uh, we'll see if we can get to any other conversation before we get out of here. Here on the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app and Horn FM.
0: The Sports Complex, afternoons 5 to 7. Woo! Hell yeah! On the Horn.
1: All right, wrapping things up here on the Sports Complex. Thanks to my man Jacob Standard for coming in. I think we're going to see more from him as the show goes to 4 to 6 starting on Monday. We got a big show on Friday, four to seven PM with Aaron Hogan and some special guests out in Dallas. A big pregame on Saturday, eight to eleven. That'll be happening with uh, as many people as we can fit into it uh, on getting you ready for the Big Twelve Championship game. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk more and we'll have more Cowboys. I, mean, I won't have Jacob here, so I'll be I'll be more I'll be more Cowboys favored <laughs> tomorrow we talk about that and get their big Thursday night matchup. Uh, but until then. Be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow, 5 o'clock, on the Sports Complex.